Chicago, where the fires serve cold, but the wolves and the hawks never shiver in the snow. The bulls keep it running, the Sox run the south, the Cubs run the north, but the Bears run the house. True Chicago sports fans got their ears to the street. Any team make a move, and they never skip a beat. And in this house, this is where we be. Welcome to the show with E Rock and Big Z. Welcome to Chicago. Coming from the True Chicago Sports Fan Cave, this is the TCF Podcast with your host, E-Rock and Big Z. Yeah. We are sponsored in part by Noir Caesar, Villain Radio Studios, and our brand new sponsor, Grit Clothing Company. Awesome, awesome. We just got our brand new shirts. We got shirts to give out to our podcast guests. We are wearing our shirts. They're awesome. They're soft. They're fantastic. They are. And it's funny because uh, your daughter was like, oh, Wow, you all got merch. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, when I, when I showed it to her, she's like, oh, merch. And I'm like, what, what, what is this? It, it, it's that TikTok generation. That's what it is. Yeah, merch, merch, merch. All right, what do we, we got, got this week? Uh, this week, we got the Cubs versus the Sox, and we just finished watching the last game. The Cubs yeah. made it interesting, giving the Sox a little bit of a chance, but they closed it out, winning the series. And we're, so we're going to discuss the regular series, and as well as the three up and three down segment. Mm-hmm. We'll recap huge comeback victory against the Atlanta Birds. Little Birds. Bird, bird, bird. <laughs> <laughs> we'll talk about. Uh, we'll talk to our Bears analyst, Il Brown, in our three and out segment, and we'll look ahead to next week's game against the uh, Tom Brady deflated balls. Buccaneers. You want to talk about deflated balls right before we recorded? <laughs> my pops called me, and he had called me earlier, so I was like, "All right, the second time I got to answer, right?" Yeah, just in so, case. So now, right, just in case. Right. So he lives in he lives right outside of Tampa. Where? Uh, in it's called Odessa, so it's like it's okay. a suburb of Tampa yeah, over yeah. there. And he's lived there for maybe twelve years. He's been watching the Bucks until this season. Oh. And he says, I don't like that effing cheater Tom Brady and blah. And he went off on this whole tangent because my stepmom, who's from New York, was talking about uh, always giving him a hard time. He's like, aren't you watching the Bucks? He's like, hell no. And he went on this whole rant. It was it was pretty funny. I, I, I thought about recording it. We could have played it now, but there was yeah. too many swear words. Yeah, yeah. He uh, had some colored words that we can't say on air anymore. <laughs> Very colorful language, yep. <laughs> All right, so before we get to that, let's uh, let, let's we're gonna pay a special tribute to one of the greatest players in NFL history. He, tell us about number forty, Mister Gale Sayers. Just because of our recording schedule, sometimes when news hits, we're not able to talk about it right away. But we did want to acknowledge uh, the life and the legacy of Gale Sayers. Um, so last week, we learned of the unfortunate news of the passing of Hall of Fame running back from the Chicago Bears at age seventy-seven. Uh, for those who don't know who Gale Sayers was and don't understand the impact he had in the league, we're here to lay it out for you. Um, Sayers was the original Barry Sanders, the original Reggie Bush, Christian McCaffrey, Alvin Kamara for these fantasy players. He could move like silk and make opposing players look silly. And he looked like he was playing on AstroTurf well before it was even in use. Yeah, he was very much ahead of his time. Unfortunately, his career was cut short. But if you can pull up his YouTube videos... You'll see this man was a legend on the field while he was playing, not to let alone that he was inducted into the Hall of Fame for the shortest amount of uh, playing time. Did you know that? Yeah, he. I mean, he. yeah, he definitely, uh, his his issue was the knee injuries. He had ankle injuries. He had both, he had both uh, knees worked on and he had ankle injuries. So, you know, in today's world, that would have been repaired and he'd be able to play for much longer and had a much more prosperous career. Right. Um, so Sayers was the youngest player in NFL history to be elected to the Hall of Fame in 1977. Uh, he played seven years with the Bears, and he won the rushing title in 1966 and 1969. 
He was also named to the Pro Bowl four times in only seven years of uh, playing time. You know, unfortunately, none of his teams ever reached a pro- the postseason. And he and Dick Buckus were usually the only bright spots on the Bears during their time. I mean, Dick Buckus is another Hall of Famer, right? Yeah. Right? Uh, oh, mean, oh, yeah. Big, big time. Like, yeah, like, I mean, can you imagine having those two? It would be like having Cleo Mack at his prime. Right. Which is with no no injuries and, and like Walter Payton. And Walter Payton, right? Well, I, yeah. I mean, you had you had Payton, and you had Singletary, so you know you're looking for those comparisons. But I mean, for those two to be the only good players on your team, that's that's the only reason to watch. Right? That's unfortunate. You know, while we acknowledge and admire his great playing career, we also uh, remember the impact he had because of his relationship with his teammate Brian Piccolo. Uh, their friendship was the basis of the movie Brian Song, which was adapted from Sarah's account of his story in, 19, in his 1970 autobiography, I Am Third. In 1967, Sayers and Bears teammate Brian Piccolo became the first interracial roommates in the NFL. Wow. This was extremely impactful due to the fact that at the time, the nation was in the midst of racial tension due to the race riots following the assassination of Martin Luther King Jr. Sayers and Piccolo were great friends and truly loved one another. Piccolo helped Sayers through rehab after injury, and Sayers was by Piccolo's side throughout his illness until his death in June 1970. Today, we salute you, Gail Sayers. Chicago and the world has lost a great man. You will be missed dearly. We hear a lot today about how the American people have lost their dedication to excellence. I don't believe that is true. Each of us is sales at different things, sometimes in areas that are only a hobby, more often in our life's vocation. The most important thing, however, is to strive to do our very best. Gail Sayers, Hall of Famer forever. We'll return shortly after a message from our sponsors. Welcome back to the TCSF podcast with E-Rock and Big Z. It's time for Three Up and Three Down. I think I'll perplex him with my slow ball. One, two, three strikes, you're out. Three Up and Three Down is brought to you by our brand new sponsor, Grit Clothing Company. In Three Up and Three Down, we discuss the best and the worst of what's been going on with our favorite baseball teams this week. Big Z, let's hear it about these white socks. All right, all right, all right. So, uh, this, you know, my, my guy, E-Rock, is giddy on his side. He's jumping out of his seat. I am. Can't sit still because the Cubs took the series this weekend. They made me nervous this last. We literally just watched the end of the game. Literally. Yeah. You guys had, like, all your, your C players out there. Mm-hmm. And granted, we should have took advantage of that. It was 10. It, it 10 was 8. 10. Well, it was 10-1. Yeah. And then it, the, and the final was 10-8. Yeah. Well, you know, the, those socks have proven that they can hit against somebody's bullpen. And mm-hmm. we, we get to the bullpen. Once we get to the 6th, 7th, and 8th, and ninth, we can do some damage. But let, okay. irregardless. Right. Let, let's, hear you, let's hear your good. Let's, <laughs> let's stop. You, you talk about the bad. That's, your, that's part of your bad. Oh, I, I got a lot of bad. Yeah, so let's hear about your good. All right, good. MB Pito. 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 Uh, Brayu with 60 games, 60 RBIs, 19 home runs to finish off the season. 60 games. That's a ribby per game. game. Yes. Wow. Yeah. Uh, number two. 14 and 0 versus left-handers this season. All right. And we, I know I know we discussed this earlier. We, we you were had, like, "Oh, this is not we, good." We already had this discussion. Yeah, I'm did. not saying it's not good. I'm not saying it's not impressive. I'm saying in 60 games, mm-hmm. it's it's a weird stat. 14 14 and 0 against left-handers and it what, what my comment to you was that this season is going to have little asterisks all over it because you're talking about in 60 games. Now add 100 games to that. 
How many more times are you going to uh, face left-handers? Okay. We'll never know. Right, right. But, <laughs> and then what did I tell what I tell you earlier? I says, if we, in 10 years from now, if you have another stat where, like, you know, for because basically 14-0 and 0 is undefeated all season against left-handers. Yeah, but I'm not looking at it all season. I, and I know, and I see your point. Right. That's not going to happen in an entire season. And that's the thing. What you're going to get is you're going to, like I said, give it 10 years from now. Let's say, you know, the Tampa Bay Rays are undefeated against left-handers this season. They're going to, like, the only other time that happened was the White Sox. Was the White Sox in the shortened season, in the super short season. Right. But how I'm looking at it is 14 and 0 and, and as a streak, not so much as a record. Mm-hmm. That's what I'm looking at. Right. Well, well, it is a record. Well, it is a record for right now. Right. But I'm looking mm-hmm. at it more as this it was a good streak for the season because right. of the quote unquote asterisks yeah, of the 60s, yeah. All right. 60 game season. All right. What's, what's number your last three? Number three, number three. <laughs> Let's move it on. I'm trying to get this done real quick today. The crotch rocket. Ooh, Gary Crochet, six innings pitch, zero, zero, zero ERA. Baby. That's a lot of zeros. Yeah, baby. Put some donuts up there for you guys. I when when he pitched against us, the highest I saw was one oh one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 101 yeah, miles per hour consistently yeah and he's left-handed and that's coming out of the left-handers and then dropping right in and it's not not to mention the fact that he was literally drafted what a couple months ago yeah he went to the chris sale route yeah he did um what i like about the kid he's got he's got the moxie he's like yeah. i'm coming after you he's yeah. got that randy johnson he he went after like instinct. big hitters last night right yeah. he wasn't scared for the for the uh the stage that he was put no. on and no. yeah he performed the big, the big lights did not scare no. him at all well, not at all. I mean, let's see what he does in the playoffs. Hopefully, he's useful for us in the bullpen. Right. Um, all right. Well, let's move forward. Let's move forward. I'm trying to get to this bad stuff because I want to I want to rant. I want to hear about the bad, though. Yeah, I know you do. <laughs> all right. So, well, we just finished watching the last game, mm-hmm. and uh, we were seated at number four. Mm-hmm. We could have won the division if we would have won. Minnesota would have lost and a whole bunch of other stuff. But White Sox lost. They did. So, they dropped from four to seven. You're still in the playoffs, at least. Well, yeah, we, we knew that last week. Silver lining. Yeah. Well, we're playing like crap, so I don't see any silver lining right now. I'm going to stay in the moment. So from four to <laughs> seven really sucks because now we're not at home. There is no home. I There's know no just, home. Because there's no fans. You just get to play. You just get to bat last. There's no home. Well, You're not playing Batting last is a big. I mean, big, yes, it, but there's no home. Stop it. Oh. Like, it's different. I'll, t- I'll touch on it later, but go on. All right, all right. Go, we'll, let's move on to the bat. This is where I'm going to rant. Renteria, number one. What in the, you know what is he doing? Mm. He's mismanaged his bullpen this entire season. He's putting players who are batting under 200. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to get to that in a second. Mm-hmm. In the lineup, over and over and over for no reason. Like who? Well, okay. Uh, Mr. Marzo, because I keep saying his name wrong on purpose. Yep. Yeah. I know. He doesn't deserve it. No, he doesn't deserve his name because he's not hitting what he should the be free, The free, the, the guys that are hurting you right now are the free agent, free agent guys that they brought in right. for this reason. Right. Mm-hmm. So this guy is hitting 218 for the season. Mm. That hurts. It hurts. I mean, he got a couple hits today and a couple hits the other day, but, but too, you, too little, too late, too bro. Too little, too late. Because these are only regular season stats, and that's when you're, when you're looking at an overall picture of the season, that's what you're looking at. And my biggest thing, and I've been saying, Angle should be in there. He's great defensively, yes, and yes. he can do the small ball stuff, and he can hit. He hit a home run the other day. Right. All right, moving on to the next person who should not be in the lineup. Right. Encarnacion, batting 158. 
I mean, are they just playing him because he has 14 years of experience? And 10 home runs this season? So what? I don't care about the 10 home runs. You know, Even, that's 10 home runs. That's 10 at-bats out of 60 games. Right. I mean, that's nothing. Uh, right. So that's why he should not be in the lineup. One, 158, I mean, that's that's bad. It's brutal. Anybody else, if that if your name yes. is not in Carnarston, you're not in a major league sitting 158. I mean, didn't they, didn't they, didn't they take out Lubob because he was like, he was something like 0 for 27. Go, you know what I mean? So that's my, my point. Into this series, he was like 0 for 27, so they gave him a break. Right, they gave him a day off. You know what I mean? So that's what I'm talking about is that you, you give your guys that are not doing well a break or you just get rid of them. I mean, um, David Descalso, Dan, Daniel. That's Daniel, it. I, I, Daniel. I, I, another yes. guy who we can't even read. Descalso last year, they're like, dude, get, I don't want to see you. Mm-hmm. They gave him that fake injury so they could put him on the injured <laughs> list. You know what I mean? The very yes. infamous, oh, whatever. I don't Inflammation even know. Inflammation of this. Right. Right. Nonsense. But that, but that's an excuse to get him out of the game where I don't have to start him. So, I mean, why don't you do it with this guy? Well, to be honest with you, he'll be gone by the end of the year. I don't think that he's coming back. There's, I mean, you, you, this is my thing, is that you're going to tell me that Renteria could not find another guy that could DH? Oh, you have tons. McCann can DH. Entire team can DH. Yeah. Literally. You can put one of the pitches in DH. You could put Spider-Man up there. Well, he's hurt. We'll get to that. We'll get that's to that. true. We'll get that's to that. true. All right. Uh, continue on number one. The bullpen not being used correctly, mm-hmm. and, and that's the biggest thing, especially in the playoffs. If you can't use your bullpen correctly, yeah, you know what? By the time you, if you don't use it correctly during the season, by the time you get to the playoffs, these guys are going to be tired. They're not going to know the roles. They're not going to be in the right slots, and that's that's a whole ball of wax that we do not want to go down. So, do you think Renteria is going to be here next year? That's that's where I'm going with this. Renteria should not be here next year. Mm-hmm. You know why? This is pretty much what the Cubs did with him. He was a year or two early with you guys, right? He he, you know, related to the young kids. Everybody loved him. But they, had, but see, the thing is that the the Cubs had a contingency plan. They knew that Madden was going to be available. They did know who's going to be available. My boy Ozzy's available. Oh God. Yes, yes. I'm going to still hang on that marble mouth. That's right. All right. So Renteria should be gone. This is similar to the Blackhawks with Savard. They moved on to Quinville, okay. Collins to Jackson for the Bulls. Renteria to Madden with the Cubs. Okay. Mark Jackson to Rent- Steve Renteria again. Right. So, you, I mean, it's just, I'm, he's in there. He's, he's an example. I'll, I'll be nervous because I am I'm, I'm, make my my points for my team and you make yours. And I'm just scanning through. And the only thing I saw was Quinville. I was like, please don't tell me he's re- equating Renteria to Quinville. But now that I see where you're going with that, it makes a hell of a lot more sense. Yes, it makes more sense like that. You're saying this guy couldn't take us to the playoffs, to the promised land. Right. But this next guy will. Right. All right. So the biggest thing is, like, you're losing three straight series, six straight, a six straight losing streak. I mean, and losing first place. Yeah. I mean, the last 10, 15 days have been crap. Yeah. I mean, the the thing is, I think both the Cubs and the Sox really needed this this series going into this we last we weekend of the did, game. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and and it wasn't so. You guys definitely had bragging rights towards the middle of the season when the mm-hmm. when the Sox came up and played in Wrigley and kind of kicked our butts. Well, we were hot at that time. You yeah. know, and then coming here when it actually matters, and we were, and, and that was a concern when we come to the end of the season because we we reported it right away when we heard, hey, Cubs and Sox end of the season, let's go. This is going to be important. Yeah. Is it going to be important? You don't know. It's well, like watching Bears and Packers last game of the season. It, what's the impact? Now, right. And we said it's going to be, it's going to come down to seeding. It might not come down for you because right. you guys had a good lead. Right. But I knew for us it would come down to seeding. Right. So, and that's exactly what happened. All right. And, let's move on. And you weren't able to lock up the. No, no. The, you couldn't lock it up. Right. You couldn't lock up the four seed. You better lock it up. You better lock it up. No, you lock it up. You lock it up. Lock it up. Lock it up. All right. Uh, moving forward. 
Uh, Eloy Jimenez is out with a foot injury. He slid coming from third, you know, or, or in the home plate mm -hmm. the other day against the Cubs, and then uh, he's been hurt. So, oh, wasn't it, it wasn't against the Cubs? It was a uh, was it Cubs or the Cleveland? Uh, I think it was Cleveland. I don't yeah, think, Cleveland. I, the key didn't play against the yeah, Cubs. Yeah, he didn't play the Cubs. So no. it was against Cleveland, and um, you know they say he's going to be back for the playoffs, but how effective is he going to be? I mean, he's he's not he's a below average fielder in left field. Yeah. And if your ankle's hurting, that's going to be a problem. You know, you know what that means. Put him in the DH. That's your DH. Jeez. Stop All messing right. around here. All right. Again, the other issue is he's batting 225 and hitting in a seven, in seventh spot in the mm -hmm. lineup. For the last two, three weeks, he should have been moved up and protected. Mm -hmm. He should have moved the ball up between Anderson and Abreu. That way he gets more fastballs, and they don't want to face Abreu. So they'll face him because he's batting 225. Yeah. All right. He's a young player. We'll get through this. But his defense has been lacking just because of everything that's that's going on. With, uh... it, it it starts to affect you, mm -hmm. affect every part of your game. When you're struggling at the plate, you don't necessarily do well in the field, and it kind of really affects you that way. It does affect your whole thing. All right, E, what's up with the Cubbies? NL Central <laughs> champs. I gotta say it. I gotta say it. Well, we're both Central champs. Are you? Did oh, they win the division? Oh no! Oh no! <laughs> They should have. That would have been nice to say that both teams won. But hey, look, congrats to the Cubbies. Thank you. For being NL Central champs. All right, man. Give you your three points. Number one. So, number one. Hulk smash. Hulk smash in game <laughs> one of the final series against the White Sox. Sure did. The Cubs went nuts. Uh, Schwarber started out with started off with a solo blast, and then later on, Contreras destroyed a ball for a three-run home run. Then he flipped the bat higher than the ball went. I agree. That ball that ball was going, and the bat went way over it. I was like, "Whoa!" And y'all boys lost your minds. I mean, it was insane. The good Lord wants the Cubs to win. Contreras always seems to hit well against the Sox, and this is one of those moments you're going to be seeing for years to come when they show old highlights of oh, the Crosstown Classic. You know, this, Michael Barrett and AJ, you know, uh, Derek. He'll bray you home runs every day. Right. Yeah, come on. Yeah. Hey, <laughs> hey, this is the Cubs segment. Thank you very much. Oh, sorry, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> All right, number two. Yes. Chris Bryant is alive. He's he had a grand slam yeah. in game two of the Sox series, and he uh, he had another home run in the season finale. Holy cow. Holy cow. If he can get hat going into the postseason, ooh-wee. I'm excited. <laughs> I'm excited. He, he looks, looks good. He looks really good. He looks relaxed. He looks happy. He, well, he should be relaxed. He's been off half the season, but for for him to come back at the end and, and catch that, fire? This swing in the last home run was smooth as silk yes it was inside and it was down it was like oh golfing this perfect i can do that i mean it might be too little too late to be able to get him a nice contract with the cubs too late but they but they I, I offer him something small and see what he gets see if he wants to be in chicago mm -hmm. you know what i mean give him a one-year two-year contract mm -hmm. hey you got a couple we're giving you a couple years you're our guy you've been here from the start you know, we did the we did the whole you know leave you in the minors for fifteen days or whatever it is until we pull you up. But he might be still sour about that. That's fine, but I mean, you, you know, you got your Brizzo, your Chris Bryant, your Chris Bryant Brizzo or Rizzo combination. Yeah. So let's see how that's gonna go. All right, number three. On uh, number three, we're gonna finish uh, just finishing the season, winning the series. Yep. And I know Z don't want to hear this, Not but I'm sure he wanted the same. He would have wanted the same for his team going into the playoffs. Of course. 
You know, you want to catch it, especially how they both played in the last week of the season. Right. You want to finish on a winning note, and you want to have that positive energy going into the playoffs. Now, you guys don't start till Wednesday. We start on Tuesday. Right. So we have a quick turnaround where you guys can rest a couple of days. And we already rested a couple of guys. We rested Rizzo. Yes. I think Hayward was out today. Yep. Um, Contreras. So, Contre- yeah, Contreras. Caratini was up there mm-hmm. today. Um, so, I mean, we got our guys rest, and we got an extra day because we don't start till Wednesday against the Marlins. Right. Marlins you know. has been confirmed for the Marlins. Yep. It, not not everything is good on the north side. Oh, no. Really? And of course not. That's what this is about. Bro. You can't find the good and the bad, man. That's how we, you couldn't, you're not really analyzing if we're not doing our job. You know what right. I mean? So, all right. So, first off, um, my question is, can we trust John Lester in the playoffs? Um, he looks old. He's going to finish the regular season 3-3 three and three with a 5.16 ERA. His career ERA is 3.60. I really want him to be able to. I really wanted him to be able to win in what might have been his final regular season start for the Cubs. I, I don't think he's done. I think he can still pitch in a playoff situation. I think he's going to get up and rise to the occasion. I don't think you'll have that occurrence where, like right now, with his last couple outings, where he's not mm-hmm. done so well. He was, I mean, he wasn't terrible, but the last time when he, I don't know if it's just the White Sox or what it is, but the last time he faced the Sox, they, they lit him up. That was that first game of the series where, uh, of Abreu. the series up, up north where Abreu killed him and, and they lost 10 to 1. And mm-hmm. then kind of the Sox, or the Cubs uh, returned the favor when we went to the south side. Right. That's just how these games go. We just talked about that. Yeah, we did. Uh, number two, Darvish might have lost his grip on the NL Cy Young because of the Cubs' struggles at the plate. Yeah. You know, in the last week or so. I mean, he did have a great game against the Sox with seven shutout innings against a strong, a very strong young White Sox lineup. Granted, they were struggling, but, you know, they, you, it seems that these two, both sides of town, uh, get up to play each other. So you're always worried about that kind of thing. And, but overall, he finished the season with a 2.01 ERA, uh, 1.00 whip, 93 Ks, 77 pitches, and 12 starts. If he doesn't win, it's going to be a travesty in this humble Cubs fan opinion. Yeah, and I'm going to be honest with you. As much as I've been cheering for Darvish to actually win the Cy Young, I do think that Trevor Bauer's got it in the bag. Ugh. Sorry. I, I, I mean. He's got better numbers. He, he, he does. I don't know. That, that's what I'm saying. Like, there's no real, is there a comeback player of the year in the in the is there, do they sure. do the, the football? Sure, <laughs> the baseball? why not? We'll give him a but, certificate. I'll print one out. I mean, but also here's the thing, though. Yeah. Your Darvish's team won the division, and yes, mm-hmm. on his back, basically. When you look at pitching, yeah, okay. So hey, but that's that's just more of the MVP kind of race. That's well, where that goes. Yeah, I mean, not not for Cy Young. And I mean, did did Bauer pass him up on wins? I don't think he did, because the last I saw, you Darvish had seven wins. And you had seven wins for him, like we talked a lot last show. You had seven wins for Darvish. You had five wins for Hendricks. You had five wins for Alec Mills, who that was completely and totally unexpected of. Yeah, I mean, that's something that can that can be looked up and so forth. But we'll find out it's pretty soon. How about you give us uh, number three while I look this up for you? Okay, so I'm going to tell you what. I know we mentioned a playoff bubble in the past, but damn it, I want the Cubs to play at Wrigley. I mean, this could be, this could very be, this could very well be the the Cubs version of the Last Dance, which they've alluded to before. Mm-hmm. And even without fans, I would prefer them to be comfortable in their own park and sleeping in their own beds. You know? Wait, you just gave me the third degree about oh, there's no home room, no home field advantage. I I said there is no home field. 
right. didn't say there's no home field advantage. Well, batting last is home field advantage. Sleeping in your own bed. The, no, I uh, what I said. I mm -hmm. said there was no. You said I want them to have home field. I but what I'm saying is that because of the playoff bubble, they're playing in like Arlington, Texas, or whatever it is. So what I'm saying is that yeah. there is yeah. no home field. You have a home field advantage in the sense that yeah, you get to bat last, but you still don't. You still don't get to play in your home field. You don't get to sit in your own dugout, in your own field, uh, your own uh, clubhouse, all that stuff. That's a big difference than just oh, I get to bat last. That was I was. That's what I'm saying. And the other thing is, these teams are going to be playing at ballparks that they haven't played in all year. Right, right, absolutely. And and in places they they haven't. Uh, uh, they haven't played all year. They haven't played any of the other divisions, any of the other, they, where they play the Rockies and the Dodgers and all this stuff. So who knows what's going to go on with this? Yeah. Um, I think that's it's going to be interesting to see what the teams do as far as um, trying to get familiar with these ballparks now that they're going to the playoffs. The nuances of different ballparks. You got San Diego. You got uh, the Dodgers, uh, Dodger Stadium. You got the ballpark in Arlington. Um, there's a lot going on. I mean, these these teams are from the East Coast going to go all the way to the West Coast, and uh, one they got to travel there, they might lose you know some sleep, not being comfortable. Right. There's a lot going on. So right now, uh, Darvish is number one with eight wins. Yes, Bauer has five. Okay. Wait, come on, man. That's three more wins in a little, this tiny little season. Yeah. Well, what about ERA? Look at that. 1. What, what is what 1, is Bauer's ERA? One point seven three. Okay. Three more wins. Three more wins. So, so and we're not talking. Okay, so so is, we, we is the Cy Young about wins or is it about ERA? We're talking about wins. We're talking about whips. We're talking about ninety-three uh, uh, strikeouts and twelve starts, seventy-seven innings pitch. Where, uh, where, what what Bauer, are the stats? Bowers got him on the on the whip at point seven nine five, a hundred strikeouts, seventy-three innings pitched, eleven games played, ERA one point seven three. I'm telling you. I'm still telling you, Darvish. Yeah, yeah, I know you would. All right. So, when does the Cubs play? Uh, so, yeah, like I said, the Cubs play uh, Marlins at at home on Wednesday. <laughs> home. Home. Ain't no home here. All right, true Chicago sports fans, we'll be right back. I think I'll perplex him with my slow ball. One, two, three strikes, you're out. Hey, true Chicago sports fans, show off your Chicago pride with some fresh gear from Grit Clothing Company. At Grit Clothing... They create simple, classic clothing that represents their Southside Chicago lifestyle. With products like hats, t-shirts, hoodies, and glassware, Grit has everything you need to represent your Chicago pride. Check out GritClothing.com and use the promo code TRUEFAN15 for 15% off your entire order. That's GritClothingCo.com and use the promo code TRUEFAN15. Welcome back to the True Chicago Sports Fans Podcast with E-Rock and Big Z. Are you ready for some football? It's time for some Bears talk. This is three and out. All right, all right. So we're going to start off with first down. So we're watching this game, and uh, we got a tale of two cities here. We had Mitch come in, play the first half, uh -huh. one TD, one interception, 13 for 22, 128 passing. Forty-five rushing. Forty-five rushing with that long. With that, that long, was a great, that was great, a great decision. Run. Yes, we, we we can sit here and say one touchdown. We also can sit here and say that the refs took a touchdown away from Allen Robinson. And we did, can did. also sit here and say that uh, Miller should have caught that touchdown that yes. he had right in the middle. That's two weeks in a row we had a ball in his hand and he did not catch it in the end zone. Yep, yep, yep. Uh, so 
my question to you is it, you know, whether they pull Mitch too early? Uh, I think that was a quick hook. I think that I think that was a quick hook. Um, you're talking about, and we we watched the game. We sat here and watched the right. game. The first thing I said on Facebook to on my personal page, mm -hmm. I says the most um, popular guy on any team is the backup quarterback. Mm -hmm. I says so don't get don't fall in love just because you know you think he's gonna do better. And um, so it's time to put some poles in his house. There's some poles in this house. There's some in this house there's some holes in this house there's some holes in this house that's what they did he did do a lot better i still think uh, granted here's the thing they did win the game yes Foles came in and won the game and, and that's what he's known for to come in right he's, but, the, he's the, the microwave oven he's gonna warm up real quick and right. get the job done for you i also remember mitch throwing three touchdowns in the first uh game of the season yeah in, in the fourth quarter so I, I, i'll tell you what i'm glad they won the game mm -hmm. i'll never ever ever issue or push away or whatever you want to say about a win okay but guess what i think that was too quick of a hook to pull mitch because right the season's done then right because is that what you're saying because you gave him you gave him two games you you knew that he was you knew what he was when you drafted him mm -hmm. okay then you give him two games mm -hmm. and it was you know up and down up and down whatever you gave him that first half where he actually played decent mm -hmm. two drop touchdowns mm -hmm. okay the or uh, drop touchdown, taking away a touchdown, um, and and that nice long scramble, and then he just pulled him because he had a, a interception right before what, the half. Right. What did Foles do right away when he came in? Well, the interception wasn't wasn't his fault. Okay, that wasn't his fault, but it was an interception. I'm not going to argue with it. Right. He did come in throw the interception, but it wasn't his fault. But he did have three touchdowns in four and a half minutes. Okay. How how quick? I mean, like. I don't, I don't care how quick it happened. He came back at the end of the game the same mm -hmm. way Mitch did in the beginning of the, uh, the or the end of the first game of the season. Same exact thing. Yeah, but this offense is really designed for Foles, not for Mitch. How, how can you say that? It, Mitch has been in the league or Mitch has been with the team for three, four years now. How how is the 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 how is the system built for one player and not the other when you already had the player that you you knew what you were because trying to match Maggie up? Because Maggie doesn't with. make make the adjustments to the players. That, that's Maggie's fault. That's okay. bad on Maggie. Right. Okay. All, All right, right, second down. Second down. So we're going to talk about the running game. Uh, Montgomery had 14 uh, carries for 45 yards. Patterson, four for 13. Cohen, two for 21. Looks like Cohen's not coming back. Possible busted up knee, ACL, MCL. Not looking good. Mitch did have uh, one run for that 45 yards. So, mm -hmm. I mean, like, you know, you're you're going running back by committee here. You're moving it up. You know, you got Patterson moving. And Patterson looked like he was knocking people over in there. Yeah, Patterson's a big boy, and it's a it's a change of pace running back. What they have with that uh, with the one two combination. I mean, right. they have the one two three, but you know, Cohen's been kicked, uh, got hurt. If we're if we're being fair here, yeah. the Bears were down big, so you did have to rely on the right. arm. You look at Allen Robinson, ten yards for one hundred twenty three, um, or ten receptions for one twenty three. What a tutty! Yeah, so that's a tutty. Uh, a thanks, touchdown. Thank you. Thanks for clearing that up. Jimmy Graham, six receptions, 60 yards. That's 10 average mm -hmm. with two touchdowns. Miller got a touchdown, even though he dropped that one. He didn't deserve that other touchdown, I guess. Mm -hmm. um, so, I mean, there, there's your, your four touchdowns right there. Um, so, look, you had to throw the ball. So, I can't really I can't really be too hard on the running game. Mm -hmm. But, I mean, that's, that's just what it is. It is what it is. All right, third down. Defense looking very similar to Lovey's style, mm -hmm. where they bend but don't break. Right. They'll give you. They'll give up big chunks of yards, and then they'll 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 settle down and and make the the stop. So huge play to start the game. Ryan yep. goes deep. Goes right, deep to, to, right, to Ridley. To yeah. Ridley. Yeah. 
uh, the Bears managed to keep Ryan on his toes. Uh, Bears scored 20 in the fourth quarter and then shut out the Falcons. Yep. So that's huge to shut out a team as you're trying to drive and kick back into the game. Yeah, and, and you shut them out at the end of the game when they when they the Bears caught up, they got their points, and then the brand-new Bear, Tayshawn Gibson, who just came over from the Texans, uh, he sealed, sealed the deal with the INC on the Falcons' final drive. I mean, I have a feeling that the whole season is going to be a roller coaster, but I will take 3-0 all day. Yeah, all day. I mean, uh, I think you posted it this morning that – First thing. A, yeah, 48% chance of a you know, 2-0 Bears team to make the playoffs. I think that's going up. Yeah, so for, per ESPN FPI, um, the 2-0 two, two team's chance to make the playoffs, so this is obviously the beginning of the day. Ravens had 99%, Chiefs with 95 Packers 88. When you go down the list, we're looking at, you know, 70s, uh, and you had a couple games, a couple teams of 58% Cardinals and Raiders. They had the Bears at 48%. And then as soon as it came in, I this is when I first woke up this morning. You turn on the thing, and I, that's why I took that picture. I put it on our, our page right away, and they're laughing. <laughs> the Bears, what a j-. Okay, well, guess what? Now that's, we're 3-0. and We're 3-0. and Now we're a threat. So let me let me... If you watched ESPN, you watched uh, when when Lance or not watch but listen to ESPN radio when Lance Briggs was on the Bears, he used to come on with um, Carmen and Yurko, and they had a bet every year if they went three and zero. If the Bears went three and zero, the the host had to do something. If they didn't, then Lance Briggs up. had to do something. Okay. So they had something like wear a diaper all day, get in the dunk tank stuff like that. So like three and zero is a big deal, you know what I mean? It like is, it, it's it a, is, it it's a, a hell deal. of a start. You know, it's a lot different than starting zero three. Yeah, that's a lot bigger hill to climb. Well, you want to ask the Atlanta Falcons? Ooh. <laughs> okay. All right, y'all. We're gonna punt it over to Ill Brown for fourth down, and he's gonna give us his good, bad, and ugly. What's going on, Will? How you doing? What's going on? What's going on? Hey, what's up, fellas, man? What a what a wild ride today for that Ooh. game, man. Uh, who we? Uh, I, I, you know, let me stop acting like that's not typical Bears fashion, though. <laughs> the, last, the last couple of weeks already? This is not yeah. your first rodeo with this team. Right. Yeah, yeah. Man. Uh, this man, has so been happening for decades. So. What's, your, uh, what's your good this week? Okay, good. Nick Foles. You can tell Nick Foles was not expecting to get pulled into the game. Right, right. There's kind of a, a preparation thing where the backup quarterback knows he may, it may be a chance he sees some reps. They went through that first half, and then Nagy just was like, you know what, I need to be able to open up my playbook, Folger up, and he kind of just was like, he, he, you know, he wasn't even on the sideline throwing or nothing. Right. No, he wasn't warming up, yeah. Props to Nick Foles for staying ready, coming what, in. What do you think about him bringing in Foles like that? You think that's a quick hook, or you'd expected that? It was definitely a quick hook, Yeah. but that's just the product of a Matt Nagy. That's his style, man. Like, he he's never fully embraced Mitch Trubisky, man, like, We've heard all the press conferences over the years. He's never fully been on board with Mitch Trubisky. That's never been his guy. That's Ryan Pace's guy. Nagy made the decision today that, yeah, yeah. You know, whenever you hear... not going down with Pace. (laughs) Right. Whenever you hear Nagy talk about Mitch, there's a lot of stuttering. It's a lot of... And, he's always and it, apprehensive. Right, and it's also... That's because he's thinking as he's saying stuff like, oh, right, yeah, let me find something good to say about this guy. Right, and, and I, don't think, I don't think it's just that. I think also he's, he's trying to be... He's trying... I, I mean, I guess he knows that Trubisky's sensitive, so he doesn't want to sit there and kid, kill the kid's ego, you know what well, I mean? Well, you know what? He can go watch Lifetime or something. 
Yeah, it's Chicago, baby. You got to have some thick skin. That's right. All right, man. So we talk about Mitch. I'm guessing that's your bad this week. That's the bad this week, man. Uh, once again, you're going, you're going up against a pretty mediocre defense down their best cover corner to COVID. Yeah. And it's like, bro, you can't get a better alley-oop than that, man. You got to go out, be efficient, carve these dudes up. He's still missing deep throws. That's kind of a know-your-personnel thing. Right. You got to know your yeah. receivers aren't 4-3 guys that's going to run under right. these moon shots. Well, because I I was upset and I and I told you mid game I was upset about Miller didn't get didn't catch that I think it was uh, Mitch's second deep pass. Yeah, it hit him in the chest. Yeah, well, no, the... no, the deep the deep ball that went over before the, oh, the one oh, before halftime before halftime. Gotcha. Yeah, he, he he connects on that throw. He doesn't get pulled. It's as simple as that. Okay. He connects on that throw. He doesn't get pulled. And that was just the, the last draw for for Nagy. He's like, look, man, there's no way I could take advantage of this underneath zone coverage. They they sat and covered three the entire game right? because they knew that all I have to put game plan for is crossing routes because he can't take advantage of the deep shot. That I mean, changed he, when Nick Foles came. He, he wasn't completely terrible. I mean, you look at – here's the difference. Uh, Trubisky, 13 for 22, 128, one touchdown, one interception. An interception, was that technically – that was the Robinson – Play? Yeah, I, I don't. I don't think that was an interception. No, that was. I, I think he was down. So that's that's his interception. You give that back to him. That's two no, touchdowns. No, no, no. Actually, no, no. That's that. That wasn't his interception. Was where he stared he, down. Uh, yes, he rolled uh, down. Oh, yeah, yes. yes. That's that. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the one that meant to go to Jimmy Graham, and then they snatched it right at the air. Yeah. So, he, so he flat out didn't see the defender. So Jimmy Graham did catch a uh, a touchdown from Mitch, but again. Allen Robinson catches that ball and they give him the ball. That's another touchdown. And that's, and that's for Foles, though. That was Foles. Yeah, in the end zone. Oh, okay. That was Foles in the oh, corner. Oh, that's yes. when the Foles right came. Okay, yeah, my just bad. come in. My bad. My bad. You know when you got? I'm over here looking at two quarterbacks. I'm trying to figure out. <laughs> you know how confusing it's so confusing now. Yeah, but I mean, like I said, Mitch, 13 for 22, 128, one touchdown, one interception. Nick Foles, 16 for 29. What? 16 for 29. 13 for 22. Okay, Nick Foles got more throws. I mean, they were, they had, they were behind. They had to throw. 188 right. yards. Okay, 60 more yards. Uh, Nick Foles, three touchdowns, one interception. And if you want to tack on the extra uh, yards that Mitch had from the scramble, I mean, we're talking about pretty even stats overall. It's not uh, that terrible. I would say that because Foles had the touchdowns of two touchdowns. Uh, Actually, the one that hit uh, Miller in the chest was from Foles as well. Okay. That's the one where he hit him in the chest and it yeah, just rolled that's, down. That's, that's what was frustrating to me. He should have caught that. Yeah. He should have caught that, and and Robinson should have got the tie for the touchdown. Right. On, so that would have been five touchdowns for Nick Foles. You know you what can, I mean? You, you can definitely see the difference in the way that the ball gets to the players when Foles yeah. throws it versus Mitch because you have a much tighter spiral. You're not seeing better throw the football. Right, right. But you're also going to have a, a much uh, lower amount of mobility in that pocket. You know what I mean? But I think you're talking about probably better uh, decision-making as well. Absolutely, man. And, and, and what the thing about it is, it's, it's going to open up so much more play action and it's going to open up the run game so much more because now you have to game plan for accurate deep passer. 
You know what mm-hmm. I mean? So yeah. that's where teams were just loading up. Like, you know what? We, we'll take our chances seeing if Mitch Trubisky could connect on some deep throws. And he's just so erratic at it that teams were sitting cover three. Like, that, yeah. to me, that's the utmost disrespect to a quarterback to sit in single high safety where you so, literally so- – on the TV broadcast, I'm I'm just sitting there and I'm like, that's man, that's man, oh, right. that's on, that's on. He's gonna drop, he's gonna drop. Like so, I can I can read this. Yeah, I, I, yeah, just watching it on the screen and not even in the game. And, and you know, the, you also have the pressure of being in the game versus like watching on TV. You know what I mean? Like that doesn't exactly. make a difference. <laughs> so let me ask you a question. We, I, I guess we're assuming that Foles is gonna start next week against the Colts. It'd be foolish to go back to Mitch at any point unless there's in, in, uh, injury this year. Yeah, and see, and see I, got, I got a little excited because I thought that they were playing the, uh, the Bucks. I said earlier in the show, yeah, we're playing the Bucks. I was like, oh, man, and now I'm looking back. And, and, nope. and it, no, playing they're actually Indy. playing, they're, they're playing Indy. We the other old Indy. man. It's the yeah. other old man. That, the, the, and that which you men, we mentioned before. That, <laughs> so I jumped the gun early. I was like, I was ready to see Brady play, but they're actually playing the, uh, the Colts next. So let, let me ask you a question. We're assuming that Foles, uh, Foles is going to be the starter, okay? With Cohen, we assume, as far as we, we're waiting to see the, the results. That looked um, look nasty. He's was, done for the year. I think he's done. So what? how is that going to affect what Foles is going to be able to do as far as like his play action? I don't, I don't see it affecting it at all. Actually, just get more reps for uh, Cordell Patterson, who's a bigger version of Tariq Cohen, honestly. So okay. when he comes into the game, you have to game plan for him. And he can run between the tackles because he has the side. Right. right, and he can knock somebody out. Yeah, yeah, that's a big boy. It's a matchup problem. I think what you'll see now is you're going to see him lining up across different formations even more. I saw a whole lot more 21 personnel stack. I saw a lot more uh, trips. Nagy's going to open up his playbook with foes. That That's going to look great for us. I mean, if he can open up the playbook, yeah. Remember when Nagy first got to Chicago and nobody had film on him, really? Right. And now all the little gadgets and all the weird stuff was working? Mm-hmm. Well, we're going to get a few weeks of nobody has Foles filmed with Nagy. Like, guess, this, yeah. this is the first time he's calling plays for, for Foles. He gets to open up his playbook. You're going to see a whole lot of formations, a whole lot of looks that teams haven't seen. So we're going to get a few weeks. Yeah, so we got our we got your good with Foles. We got your bad with Mitts. What was your ugly for today? It's it's Coach Nagy, man. You know Foles was your guy. Y'all went and played him $20 million for a reason. Right. Step to Mitch. <laughs> And yeah. say, hey, man, we're going in another direction. We talked about it before. You knew they were going to give Mitch a chance at least. I didn't think the hook would be this quick. I thought they were going to give him at least four games. I mean, he got his chance with two bottom-feeding teams, and now they expected right. blowouts. I mean, right. This game should have been a blowout for the Bears, and that wasn't happening. Oh, I, I didn't I didn't expect this game to be a blowout at all. I mean, I'm watching Atlanta put up numbers. Like you said, if they would have caught those two touchdown passes, like if you, if you, the what ifs, right? I, I still, I, I still look at Atlanta. Atlanta is an elite offensive team. Defensively, absolutely not. Which but is why we should put numbers on them. Elite, but don't forget, they did not have Julio. Uh, they didn't have Julio Jones today. Julio. 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 They didn't have Julio today. I think Mitch sealed his fate and, and got himself put on the short hook with that Giants game. That second half with the Giants game was just like, man, you got to be able to take advantage of. It. 
this infirmary. The the 49ers beat the you know what <laughs> right, out not, of the Giants today with, with their backup. All second string. Missing everyone. Raheem Moster was out. Garoppolo was out. Everybody Kittle was out. Was out. They, everyone was they, out. Yeah. I still beat them 36 to 9. To right. be fair, San Francisco was a quarter, uh, was a, a Super Bowl team last year, to be fair, though. Exactly. but And, and the Bears were not, by any mean. Here's the difference, though. Shanahan does not have to change how he game plans with Mullins in the quarterback. Status quo. Okay, next man up, I'm going to call what I call, and and this guy can run it. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's, I mean, there's, it's debatable that you don't really lose anything from Garoppolo to Mullins. I mean, it's not that far off, honestly. No, it looked like they didn't miss a step at all. They, no. they didn't miss a beat, and that's the difference. You got to be – a coach has to be able to call what he wants to call. Like, there was times where the Bears were running crossing routes, and I'm just like, man, it's in cover three. Just <laughs> throw it over the top to Allen Robinson and just see what happens. He, give him a 50-50 chance to come down with those, but get him out of that cover three. So and, what's – let me get your uh, let me get your grades for uh, offense today. Okay. Ooh. <laughs> Can I get <laughs> offense two grades? Good grief. Two different offenses. Uh, <laughs> now, over, overall, I get an offense a B minus because okay. they moved the ball yeah. pretty easily up and down the field. It was just cashing in in the red zone as usual, which they'll be able to do better with, with Foles. Foles' efficiency in the red zone is off the charts, especially when, when he was with Philly. So. You're going to see a much more efficient team in the red zone. Uh, B minus could be okay. better, but, All right. mm, but you know, but a B minus is really a C plus. So, so, you know, you know, <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's Cedar. You know, you, 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 you can nitpick right there, but I mean, like overall, when yeah. you look at the way that they finished, that's where you, that's, you, you take any test, and if you finish up strong at the end, I mean, you're going to, that, that, that grade is going to look way better. All right. Yeah, you put, uh, you put up 30 points. I'm not going to. Go crazy yeah. on it. Right, right. It's a, it's a it's a big improvement for the so, last couple so, of years. What about our defense? What, what what would you grade our defense? You know what? I'm going to get a defense a B plus today because yes. the offense didn't do them any favors early, and it's tough to know. Like, hey man, we're teeing off on the quarterback. I mean, Matt Ryan was under fire all yes. day long. Mm -hmm. like, I, I, Khalil Mack hit him one time, and I thought he was going to poop his pants, bro. I was like, <laughs> oh my god, I was. Ooh, Brown. You could just hear it. You see the brown and without spots. The crowd, yeah. Without the yeah. crowd being there, you could hear the hits crunch a little more. A, and, for, for that reason, I'm going to give him an A minus. I'm going to give him an A minus, and the minus only comes from that first play uh, when they had they went deep. Yeah. And and yeah. Jackson was like, ha, 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 look, you hit it. You hit it long. Yeah, I'm like, like, bro, what are you doing? Yeah, having a good time with them yeah, over there in the end zone. Cal I'm like, dude, they're going to score on you, bro. Yeah, Calvin Ridley's down there and be like, oh, okay, yeah. And they're all laughing. Ha, ha. Fuller was like, oh, look what you did. And I'm like, yo. Like, I get, like, all the camaraderie that you got in modern sports, but, I mean, like, I mean, you could get, be like, hey, good pat or good catch or whatever. At the same time, I'm like, man, screw this guy. You know uh, what I mean? And that's why I give it to them. But, you but, know why sh second half shutout? I'll match that A minus. The second half shutout, yeah, like that, we mentioned before. Yes. And, I mean, like, Matt Ryan was, man. But, <laughs> and the thing is, Matt Ryan looked scared half the time anyway. He looked like Earthworm Jim out there with his little skinny head <laughs> and his, his helmet just balancing on the top of that little Earthworm head, Jim head. And, and he looked like he was scared anyway. But, I mean, once they really started rocking him and he was like, yo, what is happening? <laughs> plus, plus, the defense sealed the game. The defense sealed the game. Yeah, yeah, defense sealed the game at the end of the day, man. So, A-minus, I, I, I rock with that. I, I match that A-minus, man.
All right. What do you uh, What do you see for next week's uh, game against Indy? Indy, not Tampa. Indy, yes, not Tampa. Correction, <laughs> asterisk correction. You know, I like the Bears to get these next three, man. Mm-hmm. I really do. Okay. I like them to get this next three, man. Like six, the element of surprise with foes at quarterback. Now you got a very small amount of film. What is Nagy going to be calling for this dude? Nagy's going to be invigorated with his play calling. D- d- uh, Nagy's gonna pull out the binder, take the dust oh, off it. Oh man, yeah, yeah, like the the his his Bible is coming right, right now. Yes. The, Den- the Denny's menu. <laughs> yeah, he's gonna blow the dust off of it. And, and, instead of instead of be yourself, it'll be be yourself. <laughs> I mean, like you, you know, have extra space for all those E's. Yeah, just look at the difference in Jimmy Graham. Yes. Oh, yes, he looked great today. You put him in a tight end-centric offense, the dude still got some juice left, man. Right. Like, I'm surprised that he's as good of a blocker as he's been showing. He needs to be in the right system. Right. None of the other teams that he had uh, since uh, since he left the Saints really, like, fit what he needed to do, you know? Yeah. All right. Um, yeah, I mean, he had, like I said, 60 yards, two touchdowns, six reception. That's 10, that's 10 a, a reception. That's your average there. So, I mean, like... You know, I, I can't I can't really find out. Man, that's all I need. Right that's all I need out of Jimmy. He occupies the middle of the field, opens up everything else. All right, man, we're talking about Indy. Uh, what is your prediction for the score next week since you got them winning? I like the Bears to come out and win, let's say, 27 to 20 Bears. Okay. Okay. Is the, and Now, here's the thing. Is that going to be a, another uh, uh, heart attack game where we're actually going to see them like, oh, we, we lead it going into the fourth quarter, and we don't have to be like, oh, you know, we're down 20 to 6, and we got to, you know, score. <laughs> we got to score all these points to finish out the game. Oh, no, man. Uh, I think the Bears will be in control early. Uh, and the only reason it'll be 27-20 is because the Bears will be running the ball to salt the clock a lot of the second half. Okay. You're going to see a much more efficient offense. Much more, much more efficient on third down. In the right system, Nick Foles gets the ball out so quick. You know what I mean? <laughs> Let Jesus be a right tackle. If it wasn't for Bobby Massey, we'd had all day to throw today. But <laughs> they just, they just was killing him all. Like I mean, all season, man. It's like Bobby Massey is just—he just gets tipped over. Like, dude, it's. It's These like it's like cow tipping. Rushes, yeah. just like come on, man. It's cow like, tipping, bro. Oh. <laughs> we <laughs> gotta right. do something about that right time. Yeah, we do, man. All right, Il, thanks for coming on this week and giving us your insight. Uh, Absolutely, man. All right, everybody, that's our Bears analyst, Il Brown. Check him out every week for his Bears expertise, and don't forget to check out his podcast, Beat the Block, available on all major platforms. Thanks, Will. Oh, man, my pleasure, man. See you guys next week. Bear down. That's right. Bear down. All right, everybody. That's our Bears analyst, Il Brown. Check him out every week for his Bears expertise. And don't forget to check out his podcast, Beat the Block, available on all major platforms. Thanks, Will. All right, everybody, let's take a pause for the cause and hear an ad from Noir Caesar. Noir Caesar is the first anime manga company to feature characters of color, bringing a level of flair and authenticity to the genre as a whole. With influences ranging from Japanese manga and animation, Western comics, streetwear, hip hop, and various forms of cinema, 
Noir has created a unique style that can be appreciated by the masses. Check out NoirCesar.com for more information. Welcome back to the True Chicago Sports Fan Podcast with E-Rock and Big Z. Yeah. It's that time again, E. Uh-oh. You know what time it is, bro? Uh-oh. It's time for Stirring the Pop, baby. Oh, yeah. What do we got today, man? All right. This one is straight from those Facebook memes, bro. This is this is the ones that say one gotta go forever. Man, I don't like those. And this one was hot too. It just came through as I'm looking for pre- something. It's hot off the hot press. Hot off the press. There we go. I think I got it one of these Chicago uh, uh, Facebook sites. So here you go. Oh boy, this is a hard one. This is a hard one, man. This is a hard one, especially for our Chicago cats. Yes. All right, one gotta go forever. That means you're picking one <laughs> to that between the two of them. You can only have one of them. A few moments later, Italian beef or gyros. One's got to go. Yep. Forever. <clears throat> what you got? I'm from Chicago. That Yido's got to go. Oh, sorry. Oh, no. no I'm sorry. No, no, no. I'm sorry, man. Italian beef, man, all day. No way. Italian beef. And I'm going to put ketchup on it just to pee you off. Oh, my God. <laughs> you, look, I, I don't care. You, you, you. You piss me off if you put it on my food. Okay, that's when you're going to piss me off. All I'm going to do is like be silently like gagging in the corner if you put it on your food. Let me tell you something, though. If you get the gyros the from the right place, because a lot of people say that they got the best Italian beef and Johnny's over here, which I do not like at all. I Johnny's, think it's, it's very Portillo's. rubbery and dry. Portillo's is fine. You know what I mean? But like, I can find another type beef sandwich where I can put beef on it. Gyros is a very unique flavor, style of sandwich. Yeah, it's a sandwich. I'm calling it a it's sandwich. It's a sandwich. It's yeah, a little that's right. With the tzatziki sauce and yeah. all that stuff. And it's a totally different, like, very, very unique thing. But they all get the same meat from no. the same vendor. Oh, where do you think they're getting this beef from? I don't know. Cows? <laughs> <laughs> this is, no, it, it's different. But like I said, you have people, you have some, you, you can have the same five people make the same burger and they all come out different. Yes. You know what I mean? So the point is, is that even with the Euro meat, you guys... You have guys that maybe they, they steam their uh, pitas or they their tzatziki sauce is different. Yes, you know what I mean. Like they're uh, all that stuff. The way they cut their onions, all that, all that things are different. So, right. I mean, I got a place over here that I like to go to. We got we got one over here uh, uh, called Yadi's, which gives you like these big fat euros, which are fantastic. Okay. And if you go over on Twins on uh, on Harlem, you get the I get the euro plate, and they give you that extra pita. Mm. So that's all. I mean, like it's like two man. Yeah. If you if you really want to be a a big pig, you can go for it, man. You want to be a big man. A man. That's a full grown man right there. Okay. Yeah. I mean, like, look. If you, you if you you want that beef, tell me your favorite beef places. Actually, the favorite beef places are the ones right by my house. And uh-huh. again, this might be going back to the nostalgia part right. that we were talking about with the with the dogs. But they, you know, take care of you. They give you that big beef. They give you that big beef. They dip it. In the juice, again, you have the big chains, but I still go to the small mom and pop shops around my my house because mm-hmm. that's what I grew up with, and it it tastes the same as when I was a kid. Right, and it, it, it's nostalgia, you know what I mean? Like yeah. that's why, and it's something maybe that's sometimes where people doubt stuff and catch up. Like, oh, oh this yeah. was great when I was a kid. I'm like, yeah, but you're no, grown. No, yeah, you're grown. It's over. Yeah, stop putting ketchup on your eggs. Oh God, please, please. But yeah, I mean, you like, know who you are. <laughs> oh man and i hope you're listening too 
but let me let me tell you something. What I ha- I have a friend of mine who uh, who had a uh, had a restaurant in um, where was it? It was like 111th and Western, well, all the way down there. Is it Oakland? Probably. No, no, it was Chicago. Oh. It was Chicago. Okay. It was Chicago limits, but it was called Marco's Beef, and he gave me the best beef sandwich I ever had. Okay. Um, and his name is Johnny, and now he's uh he, he's no longer that that uh, restaurant is no longer open, but he's still working in one of these classic fast food joints, and. Uh, his beef, I, I don't know what they did to the to the sauce, mm-hmm. but I mean, like it was almost like a marinara slash beef au jus sauce. And he came, he was like, "Yeah, you got to try the combo." And he brings this thing out; it's like the size of my head. Oh, the combo! Yeah, it was the, a co- it the was beef, a combo. The beef, uh, yeah, the beef yeah, with the, the sausage. sausage. Yeah, 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 yeah. And I mean, like, I don't yeah. know if it's just because of that or what, but I I have not found another one that good since then. It was just, I think it was the sauce, whatever they put in or in the in the juice. It was very tomato, yeah, tomatoey. The the, the the jus and then the and then the, the marinara sauce. Yeah, the, especially if it's homemade. Yeah. Oh, that yeah. makes a huge difference. Yeah. So I mean, hey, uh, man. I'm, I'm getting fat right now thinking I'm, about this. I'm getting hungry. I uh, just I think I just grew a cup. <laughs> oh my goodness. <laughs> oh man. All right, y'all. That's it for today. Thank you for listening. Thanks to our brand new sponsor, Grit Clothing Company. Don't forget to check out gritclothingco.com and use our promo code TRUEFAN15 for 15% off of your entire order. Thanks to our Bears analyst, Il Brown. Don't forget to check out his podcast, Beat the Block, which is available on all major platforms. Shout out to Ronesh, our producer, Jay Soto. Shout out to Mike Logic and Ideal from the AllNet podcast. Check them every other Monday and especially now during the NBA playoffs. And check us out on social media. You can find us at TrueShyFans on Twitter. That's at TrueShyFans. And we're on TikTok. I'm trying to get this younger audience. My daughter's giving me, giving me Are you going to start time. dancing on TikTok, bro? I, bro, I can't dance, man. These, these hips lie. <laughs> these hips lie all day. Every time I'm like, oh, I could walk normal. Hips are like, no. Nah. No, you can't. No, you can't. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, we're on TikTok. We're trying to, you know, get y'all some some uh, content up there to, to laugh at us and uh, have fun with us. Uh, find us on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, Spotify. And as always, reach out to us on our email because we really love hearing from y'all. Uh, if you got us, you got a good uh, starting the pod question for us. Definitely take know, suggestions. Yes, sir. Suggestions. You can find our Facebook group and, and give us uh, something to talk about here. But on uh, email, you can reach us at truechicagosportsfans at gmail.com. And as always, until next time, be good to each other. For the love of sports. Yeah. A man. That's a full grown man right there, okay? Big, 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 big. Julio. Oh! <laughs>